HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Brooklyn Botanic Garden, a stunning 52-acre garden in the heart of Brooklyn, open year-round. Learn more at bbg.org. This week on Meet and 3, it's our season four finale, and we're sharing some of our greatest kitchen joys. Maybe most people consider making it too much work or too messy, but this is the food that's worth the work and worth the wait. You always know where the thing is because you put it away the right way the first time. You just sort of stand there and, you know, with your hand on your hip and one leg outstretched, glass of wine in your hand, staring into the refrigerator going, okay, speak to me. Oh yeah, what are you doing with the celery tonight? I'm making a simple syrup for a gin cocktail with the celery. And I also found a recipe for a celery soup that's going to use up the celery and the potatoes and some of that dill that we still have hanging out in there. (laughs) Tune in and be inspired to find the joy in your kitchen. And don't forget to subscribe to Meet in 3 wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey guys, I'm Jimmy Carboni. I'm the host here. This is uh, the end of July, July 30th, 2019. I can't believe the summer's almost over. But we've got a perfect way to kick it, kick it off. Tonight, um, Long Island City, Queens. Long Island City is growing. You know, there's new developments and a lot of really cool people living there. And one of the things that stands out for most of us is the number of great breweries that are there now. And our good buddy, Mark, Matt Archambault, who's now the taproom manager at Fifth Hammer, put together the show as well as a special Long Island City brewery trail. So, Matt, tell us about what's going on in Long Island City. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> Long Island City in 2019 is the home of uh, six breweries, uh, all within two miles of each other. There are six breweries on a two-mile walk. Some of them are brand new, like Iconic and also Alewife, um, newly brewing in their, uh, in their brew pub there. And then one of them, uh, Rockaway, is the oldest brewery currently operating in Queens. 
So there's a, a big uh, range of, uh, of breweries there right so that's now. That's great. Let's go around. Everyone introduce. Uh, that's Matt from Fifth Hammer, who's also, if you know, the TV show Brewed in New York. Uh, Matt was the host. Congratulations, man. Thanks, How dude. many Emmys did you guys win? We were nominated for six Emmys, unbelievably, and we won two of them. Uh, really incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Great, man. We were a big fan. And who knew? <laughs> I'm Caitlin Acosta from LAC Beer Project. Caitlin is great. And your brother, Dan, is the owner, He's right? The and the brewer. So you guys have, I've, I've known about you guys for a while. I've had the beers. Last year, you guys did the Roberta's Pizzagate beer, too. Sure did. And uh, we're going to talk more about that and yeah. the beers that you're doing. Pat Fondiller, Alewife Brewing Company. Great. Pat, it's always great to have you on. Always great to be on, Jim. All right. This is kind of <laughs> exciting. So there's, it's the Long Island City Brewery Trail. Yeah. And so far, we got Fifth Hammer here, LIC Beer Project, Alewife Brewing. Or is it Alewife Brewing or Alewife Brew Pub that, that is the location? We call the restaurant the Brew Pub. Um, and then the brewing company is the new place that we're working on right now. Yeah. And so the, and is there a website just for the, the trail? Uh, we don't have a website or an online presence just yet, but that's all coming. Right now, the brewery trail, um, it consists of a postcard that has a map on it. Uh, go to any of the six breweries in Long Island City. You can pick up the postcard. And on the back, there is a spot to stamp for each brewery. Um, go buy a beer at each one. Get it stamped. You don't have to do it in a day. You don't have to do it in a week. You can take a whole year to do it if you want. And when you get all six stamps, you get a uh, branded LIC I, I like trail. That. It's very glass. sensible. So in that trail, we've got Fifth Hammer. You mentioned Rockaway, who couldn't make it today. Yep. LIC Beer Project, Alewife Brew Pub. And now we got two, two more breweries. Uh, I'm Mark Hurst from uh, Big Alice Brewing Company. And Big Alice, you guys also opened quite a while ago, didn't you? Uh, you yeah, we opened back in 2013. So we just had our six year anniversary. Wow. That's great. You guys have, have another tasting room in uh, Yeah, we Brooklyn. opened on uh, 1st of March down in Brooklyn, uh, Industry City. So we've got a big space down there for barrel aging. Um, yeah, it's going great. Great. And then one more brewery. Laszlo from Iconic Brewing <coughs> Company. So we ha you must have, uh, I think, your Bruno, who is your other partner, he was on about three years ago. Yeah. And uh, so how's it going? Do you guys actually, did you expand or put in a new tap room? Yeah, we just opened our new tap room in Long Island City. We had a smaller tap room in Astoria for about two years, but six weeks ago we opened our new spot in Long Island City. Great. So let's uh, let's start. Everybody has been introduced. Um, so, what does it take to bring together? You, you, obviously, you have common shared interests. You want to have more people come to Long Island City and come to your great tap rooms. But what did it take to bring everyone to the table? Because it seems like, and then even though we're all craft beer buddies it seems that there's a lot of competition in the industry. Yeah, there's competition. I think, honestly, the biggest, um, the biggest challenge in putting this all together was just that we're all really busy. I mean, Iconic is expanding yeah. to two tap rooms. Big Alice recently expanded to two tap rooms. Alewife is building a full production facility and a big tap room. LIC Beer Project is building a barrel room for their c cool ship stuff. I mean, every, uh, Rockaway just got a canning line. Um, we just got at Fifth Hammer two b beautiful fooders with uh, stainless steel conical fermenting like bottoms. We're all like expanding like crazy, and it's just hard to get everyone to respond and to come together. Yeah, if I could interject really quick, um, I think it's something that's really interesting that's happening in Queens because even though the you know the natural competition of business and um, and whatnot, uh, there really is like a sense of community there, um, and everyone really does like support each other, um, which I find really unique. Great. Yeah. And Pat, you've been with Alewife uh, 
brewing for about a year now, two years? From the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> and what, what's it like for you? For me, Ale Wife has been there. First, it was a bar. Now, it's a brew pub. But it's had that vision of being a brewery for a while. Yeah, that um, was the plan from the outset when hmm. Pat um, purchased the bar from um, Dan Lanigan, uh, who everybody probably knows is the Lord Hobo guy. Mm-hmm. He opened Ale Wife. Oh, he opened Ale Wife. And I... Uh, and then Pat had the vision to turn Alewife into a brewery. That was his uh, that was his vision from the beginning. So he purchased the bar from Dan right at the beginning. But you, you guys have seen it all because I know when when it first opened, there wasn't as much business in that area. What was that like five or six years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was about it's come six a long years. way. Yep. And you guys, Mark, uh, tell me more about for you guys competition and you know. Yeah, we um we love all the other breweries in the area. So <clears throat> we just all worked together. Um, all the breweries in New York are friends with each other. I think Queens in particular has a great vibe, and people always talk about Brooklyn, but Queens is Queens is a place to be. It's here, here. Yeah. You like that, don't you, Matt? Yeah. yeah I so, do. so what are some? Everybody, tell me one feature of your tap room. So, if I'm going to go on the the LIC Brewery Trail, what is a, a unique feature? Start with Laszlo of your of your tap room that would make me want to go there? Like, why should I go to all six when I might just find two or three that I like? Well, uh, our space is unique in the way that we have a nice outdoor space. We have about six picnic tables outside, and uh, the tap room opens up onto a pedestrian plaza space, so there's trees and, and seating on the street as well. And uh, right now... So that's pretty unique that yeah. you've got this little outdoor area. Yeah, they're actually redoing the whole street right now. And on the street that we open up onto, which is the pedestrian plaza there on 12th Street, they're putting in all sorts of food options. They're putting in a, a taco uh, space, a, uh, a coffee roaster, a, a pizza pizzeria right there. So it's going to make it a really cool place to so come I- check Iconic's out. So Iconic's going to be definitely a, a destination spot. Yeah. Definitely. Wow, that's great. And Matt, what about when you put this together? Tell us your inspiration for creating this trail. I mean, it's so straightforward. There's a, a postcard. Yeah. I can get a stamp at each one, and at the end I got a prize. But wh- what made you create this? You know what it is? You know, I, I started working about a year ago at Fifth Hammer and be- started managing the tap room about six months ago. And we have uh, a very large tap room space. So we sometimes it's like packed out. And so many people will be like, wow, it's so cool. I didn't realize there was a brewery right here where I live because there's a lot of new residents. And I told them there's six breweries and they're all within. We're kind of centrally located. I was like, within one mile of here, you can hit six breweries. And people just hadn't had no idea. There was a previous like map postcard that had um, because Transmitter was in Long Island City until recently. Um, But because so so much had changed so quickly, it was just time to update that and then to build in the uh, kind of element of gamifying it, too. But I just wanted people to, like, to know, like, when Iconic opened, they've got this amazing outdoor space. Or Alewife, uh, their brewer, Kier, is doing awesome stuff. It's a little test kitchen of one-barrel batches. Uh, people should be going over there if they're into beer and, like, trying all this, like, test stuff. So I just wanted everyone to know about it. And you brought some great beer. So what's the first beer that we're drinking? Mark. Uh, so this is actually one of ours. This was canned this morning. I picked it up straight off the canning line as I was coming. Uh, so this is our brunch crusher. This uh, tangerine pineapple sour. And, um, yeah, we can't keep this in stock at the moment. It's, it's so good. As soon as, we, as soon as we produce it, it sells out straight away. We keep it all for our tap rooms. None of it gets wholesaled. 
Otherwise, it just disappears in a week. So you can it just for the show. Can't, yeah, just, <laughs> just for the show. I love this place. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And then, uh, you know, for you guys, Caitlin, I mean, tell, your story is really unique. I mean, LSE Beer Project, we we had Dan on a few years ago. He was a great guest. You should get him out more, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So he's the brewer, the founder. Tell us more about the vision. Because I, I, I first, when you guys opened, I thought of you guys as more of a Saison place. But, of course, you have you IPAs, and you made the Pizzagate beer last year with Roberta's. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we did start out making Saisons. Um, and Dan always did want to implement uh, IPAs at some point. Um, but... Farmhouse ales and cool shit beers were really his passion. Um, he made an IPA and it kind of just took over, as it does with most. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dan, um, that's why this year I think is so um, so important to us because we really get to focus on our cool shit beers this year. Um, and yeah, it's really great. We have a great relationship with Roberta's. Uh, we also have Darkness Ventures on, which is an amber ale that we made just for Roberta's, um, which is really cool. That's on top. This it's on tap right now. At yeah. Roberta's. Um, so yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to this year because um, we Dan studied uh, fermentation science in Germany for two years. Uh, he's one of those people when he does something, he needs to like you know do it to its completion. Um, so it's really um, great to see him in his element again. Um, so that's why the barrel facility that we're going to be opening um, in the fall is really important. So we're excited. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And Pat, so uh, you, you've also got a, a pretty good brewer. There at Alewife Brew Pub. Yeah. Uh, that brunch crusher was awesome, oh, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for real. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that was epic. Um, yeah, Kier Hamilton, he's he's the best, man. Scottish, like madman. Um, he came from Six Point. Yeah, he was, I remember uh, when he was he was brewing at the, the Six Point Red yeah, Brewery. The small yeah, he brewery. was the mad scientist over there. And uh, he's been doing it over here at Alewife uh, one barrel at a time. Which is a luxury that we've never really had as a brewery. Um, usually you have to uh, write your recipes and then instantly scale them up and hope for the best. So he's been able to make batch after batch and perfect it before it goes into the into production. Yeah, I feel like I go there every like two weeks and there's like four new things on. Yeah, there are Super variants fun. of them as you go along, you know. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic. And I just wanted to say like the, the LIC thing is really awesome, as you know. Long-time Brooklyn guy, so I'm just starting to get um, acquainted with Queens, but it's nice being over there all the time. It's great, man. This is really a special day for me and seeing you guys all together. Mark, tell us a little more about this beer, because you guys have done so much. I mean, I we had we had uh, Kyle on for the Beer Week show this year, so and we know the backstory. When you guys started, you were a 20-gallon brewery. You know, you've grown a little bit. Now you've got a location in, in, in Brooklyn as well. Tell us about this beer. Um, yeah, so this beer, we, we kind of cycle through our sours. So we, for, for us, sours and barrel-aged are the really popular beers, We or the beers that people really want to try. So we're, we're kind of always working through sours, trying different fruits, but this was the most popular popular fruit combination we had. So we decided to, yeah, this is the first... I say it's the first sour we canned. I was corrected by John, our brewer, the other day that we actually did a... Uh, sour one uh, about three or four years ago was the first one we canned. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, sour is really popular for us. That's great. And, and Bruno, tell us about the, some of the beers that you guys are making. Because you're, you're, for me, you're the, new, the newest <laughs> brewery to me. Um, yeah. So right now we have a bunch of really cool stuff on on tap at the at the brewery. Uh, what we brought today uh, is a cucumber saison. 
So it's perfect for the hot weather, and uh, it's really refreshing. So we like that one a lot. That's really popular at the taproom right now. Um, uh, we have a bunch of really good stuff on, though. We have a Session IPA. We have the Green Velvet, which is double IPA, which is also very popular. Um, we have a Plum Saison, a Mixed Berry Saison, Proper Burial as well. So we do a lot of Saisons. Um, but we have a little bit of everything. Right now we have a Imperial Stout and a Coconut Milk Stout. So we like to mix it up. So, Matt, you're working with uh, Chris Kuzme and Mary Isaac, who made their names first as great award-winning home brewers. Mary's a national BJCP judge. What's it like working for them? Tell them what you're learning from them. Yeah, I learn so much from them. And, you know, we're so busy, as everyone here in this room is. Uh, but they find so much time to, like, educate and offer themselves um, to all of the staff, even staff who are in once a week for our busy Saturdays, um, get a chance to have FaceTime with them to ask questions about the brewing process. But honestly, my relationship with them um, just goes so far beyond uh, the, the, the techniques that they, and what I'm learning about. They're just lovely people. They're lovely people to be around. They're lovely people to work for. Um, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and then you just you just poured one of their beers, or your beers. Yeah, with Hammer. Yeah, it's our new IPA series, Sonic Architecture. This is the second uh, installment. Um, yeah, that's been selling super well in the tap room. Although I'm interested to know, like Lazlo, you guys just opened Iconic just opened uh, their new space like two weeks ago or something. Sours in Long Island City crush. Okay. Yeah, are your sours just going faster than I they mean, ever have? So, unfortunately, we don't have any sours yet. We haven't really messed with the kettle sours, and we want to do it right. Mm -hmm. But it's a little hard right now with the space. Uh, we are talking about taking on some additional space from one of the neighboring uh, buildings. I heard this rumor. I didn't yeah. know if it was public or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we, we wanted to maybe add something onto the yard that we have now, and then add on maybe a barrel room coming off of it. Wow. So, uh, and then maybe an outdoor bar as well that'll connect to the outdoor space. Jeez. Kate, you got excited. I thought you were going to... Oh, some good reporting, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're good, man. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like people are really excited about sours, which makes me very happy. <laughs> when people come up to the bar and ask for a sour, it's great because, um, I don't know, it's also, it opens people up to the, the more, um, I don't know, a more expansive like ideology of what beer is you know because sour ales are yeah we can really nerd out on that yeah. <laughs> you well, know I, and it's just it's really cool that people are appreciating them especially in the warm weather people are crushing them but it seems so local as well if you go into long island you don't get the popularity of sours out there there's right. not as many breweries out there doing it bars out there don't want sours customers don't want sours nope. it's amazing how localized tastes are sure oh totally well, that that was a good uh, question, Matt, because I was also going to ask, in general, you know, you're treating your, your breweries as tasting rooms. You know, wh what's your range of styles that, that, that you're pouring? Um, we know about IPAs. We're talking about sours. Who wants to, who wants to tell us more about the range of styles they're serving? I feel like we have a pretty, uh, all these breweries here actually have a pretty broad range of styles. Yeah. Obviously, I think we would never have less than two or three IPAs on at a time. <laughs> of course. Um, but I, I feel like, like whenever I go to Big Alice and I look at that big list along the top, there's always, how many beers do you have on tap? We have, 20? So we, no, we have like 12 on tap. But you're always but, pouring out of bottles. But because we have cans and bottles as well, then yeah. sometimes we have over 20 beers available. 
Um, it's just we're doing five barrel batches at a time. We can always do something different. Um, IPAs, whilst big for us, we don't we don't aim to carry like three or four different IPAs. And if we run low and only have one, then we're fine with that. Mm -hmm. like we we always describe ourselves kind of historically as being flavor forward, but mm. everyone's flavor forward these days. Yeah, so sure. we we try to be a little bit more flavor forward. Use as much local ingredients as possible, which is our, our kind of key thing that we go for. So, you guys are pretty keyed into that farm brewery. Yeah, definitely. We have um, we've got our own um, beehive a couple of blocks away. We use um, we use a lot of ingredients from Hellgate Farms. Yeah, that's awesome. As much as we can. Lots of our beers are 100% New York State. Um, yeah. So you you said flavor forward. Yeah. Is that your own term? Um, it, it, was a, it was a term that was often used to describe the brewery. Kyle was never a big fa fan of it, but I think it describes what we did as well. Like our colch is a lemongrass colch. Our rye is a jalapeno rye. Everything, um, sweet potato farmhouse, everything had a, a dominant flavor as part of it. Um, but we, we started doing just like a straight Pilsner now, um, straight IPA. So we, we kind of supply what people want, but then we're... Yeah, we still like to keep true to our roots. And this is what I like about breweries that don't have like the biggest distribution footprint is that they don't have to serve what bars are buying at that time. They're like, you know, there's there's some different kinds of stuff on tap. Um, like we have a brown ale and a cream ale on tap right now, which is pretty unusual in this day and age, really. And that cream ale is probably my favorite thing on tap. Yeah, we just, we just canned a, a strawberry honey cream ale that we did in collaboration with uh, Banded Brewing. Oh, that's cool. been awesome. Yeah, reaching back to neighborhood flavors, you actually sparked in, uh, something in me. So uh, what's really cool about the Cool Ship beers that we're going to be doing. Um, so <clears throat> before we even put the Cool Ship in, my, my brother being the nerd that he is, um, actually... Um, Dan it, Acosta. Dan Acosta, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not just your brother. <laughs> um, he he actually tested the air, as crazy as that sounds. Um he put a petri dish on top of our building and realized that there's certain microflorbs in the air. Um, this is a predominantly Greek and Italian neighborhood, so we got a lot of uh, yeast from the figs, um, which is really from the fig trees because Italians and Greeks love those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it was really special to us because when we do those cool ship beers, uh, the temperatures that we um, are, are brewing and um, pick those up which is really cool. So speaking about how flavor profiles are very <laughs> specific. To yeah. Well, we, we did some, oops, not a cool ship thing, but yeah. for our six year anniversary beer, the Queens farmhouse, um, we cultured yeast off figs from a street in Astoria. Oh, I love it. Which was the same street that Tony Bennett grew up. It on. makes it so huh. much and more unique. Yeah. We, we yeah. built up the yeast over a couple of years to the point where we had them like, big pitch to do, do it's, so, it's so special yeah. because you can't get that anywhere else. Um, we, we, we have we have drugs and stuff and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man I, yeah. did, I didn't hear what you said I, I was asking if they had a yeast lab they were building that culture up for years That's yeah we, we just built it up and you know, we used it for occasional beers we built it up kept re-fermenting it up and Huh. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a name for your yeast? Do you, do you name um, So we actually sent it off to the yeast lab. Is that allowed to, get, to name it? You know, we, we sent it off to get it tested you name it. to find out what it was. And I, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it was the same yeast they used for Saison Dupont. Really? Yeah. That you found naturally? Yeah, that we wow. just found ourselves. That's crazy. 
bouncing around. I know, for real. I have a buddy that used to just uh, make a wort and stick it on his fire escape in Park Slope. <laughs> and that's just, that's like Saison DuPont, too? Yep. <laughs> for Max. You that's know? the secret now. Everything's like Saison DuPont if you leave it out. Maybe that's, the, that's the universal truth. So you, you let the cat out of the bag, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, you know, people, as a common misconception, people think that, you know, there's there's nothing flavorful in our air because we live in the city, but it's not true. <laughs> Great. And now the next beer, so Iconic. Lazlo, tell us about this beer, because I haven't had Iconic in a couple of years, and it's pretty good. It's tasty. Yeah, the uh, Cucumber Saison, we, uh, we made it over, so it actually has limes and cucumbers in it, but uh, we made it over the course of a couple years, and honestly, when uh, they first made it, it was probably my least favorite beer. So I, I spent years fighting the brewer to not make it, and now it's probably my favorite beer. So there you go. It, it took a couple uh, a couple of shots, and, and, and I think we got it right this time. What's the style? It's quite, like, amber-looking. Um, I mean, uh, I would say it probably has a nice amount of... Uh, I mean, I would say it probably has a nice amount of Pilsner malt in it. I'm not sure what else it has in it, but... Uh, what changed? You or the beer? <laughs> I think it was the beer. I think it was the beer. That's a good point. You know, it's funny because I, I, when I first reported to me, it was out of a growler. There's no label on it. And I was like, wow, that smell is really great. Yeah. And I didn't think it was cucumber. And it mm-hmm. does kind of seem like a pills. Yeah. Early on, it was a little more of a goza. And uh, it developed into just a, a saison. I would say okay. Let's talk about gozas. <laughs> I I don't. I'm not really a fan of lime gozas. I'm not really a fan of using goza as a vehicle for just dumping flavors for sour beers. To me, goza is like classic and pure. Maybe a little sour, you know. But it's like a, a, the German beer. So uh, who else has a pet peeve like that, or who wants to? I, I'm just happy that you guys made your pilsner based cucumber. Sure. Well, I, I just went to Portland for a week and had so many amazing West Coast bitter IPAs. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to have some more of those. And this one we just had from LIC is super, <laughs> super tasty. Uh, should we pour that next one, too? Oh, yeah, there's still some in there. All right. Pour. So let's uh, we're, we're just going to take a short break. Uh, just we'll be back in a minute on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This episode is brought to you by Brooklyn Botanic Garden, a stunning 52-acre garden in the heart of Brooklyn featuring spectacular plant displays year-round. Mark your calendars for Saturday, September 28th when the Chili Pepper Festival returns to Brooklyn Botanic Garden. At this all-day celebration of all things hot and spicy, indulge in sizzling bites from 40 food artisans. Enjoy spicy food demonstrations, foodie-friendly tours and talks, activities for kids, and live performances by musicians and artists around the garden. Stay through the evening for a special concert that brings New Orleans to Brooklyn. Festival goers can jam out to the legendary New Orleans musicians John Papa Gross, Walter Wolfman Washington, and New Orleans Queen of Soul, Irma Thomas. Joining the fun will be Big Chief Monk Boudreaux, bringing the traditions of the Mardi Gras Indians to the heart of Brooklyn. Learn more about Brooklyn Botanic Garden at bbg.org. 
Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. When you listen to the show, it's going to be August, but this is the 10th anniversary of Heritage Radio Network. There's a special Hall of Fame every month. There's announcements. Some of our favorite guests, including Matthias of Be United and uh, Patrick Rue from The Brewery, have been selected to the Hall of Fame. All right, guys, we've got the Long Island City Brewery Trail crew here, six breweries from Long Island City. And, Caden, uh, tell us about your West Coast IPA from uh, LIC Beer Project. Yeah, so this is exciting. So we're like eating and talking, <laughs> yeah, and sorry. we've been here for like two hours already. So <laughs> I apologize. Um, so yeah, so obviously like the haze craze is a thing. You know, everyone's making New England style IPAs, and it was really refreshing to make one of these. Let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice to to get that resiny, piney, you know, bitter thing back in an IPA. It was actually pretty refreshing. But uh, what sparked it was. Um, our GM, uh, Thomas, uh, was actually unfortunately going back to California. Um, so we decided to make a beer for him. And, you know, what a better way to send him off with, with a West Coast IPA. And Matt, before <laughs> the break, what did you say this, this, the style that you were wishing for? Yeah, this is what she's talking about, the uh, West Coast IPA. I mean, it, it, I don't know how well it would sell in our tap rooms necessarily. I mean, now it's, you, you will it's be able to. selling pretty well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I was sitting outside in Portland, 20% humidity, highs of 80 degrees. <laughs> I just want to live in Portland next summer. Um, <laughs> and uh, just like su- a super bitter, like grapefruity, piney IPA was like such a change of pace. And it was kind of lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was actually surprised how well it, it sold. But it makes sense because, you know, we have a lot of people. Um, we have a lot of travelers. We have a lot of people that are traveling. And not everyone likes the, you know, New England style IPA. Some people do like that traditional, like, West Coast, piney, bitter IPA. Pat, um, one thing. Alewife. Tell us, are you making IPAs? And tell us what kind of yeah. IPAs you're making. Yeah, we got IPAs for days, dude. You know, it's an IPA world we're living in. Well, we're talking IPAs, yeah, so yeah, I want to yeah. hear about your IPA. <laughs> yeah, interestingly, I brought another beer. We cracked the other one, but I brought a beer that we made called Dimensional Observer, which is a New England IPA, which is an example of the more modern, like, kind of hazy, juicy IPA, but we used all the old school dank hops like Calypso and El Dorado and Amarillo. So it's got kind of both things going on. And I find this a lot in Kira's beers, like his IPAs. They have this kind of modern, juicy um, thing up front, and then they finish nice and dry. So let's let's go to Matt, Mark. What's the line, Kate, between this, the bitter... Old school West Coast IPA and the new hazy IPA. Why do they taste different? Well, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, there it's except you know super big focus on dry hopping, uh, less of a focus on hopping in the kettle where you're going to get more bitterness, and then new school hops. I mean, Fifth Hammer, we're like we're we're new, and so we're trying to secure hop contracts for like the future. So we're like working on. There's some beers that we put out before, and everyone's like, "Oh, bring back troublesome jellyfish, bring back llama drama," and we're like, "We can't. We we you know we need to f- secure these freaking ingredients." Yeah, well, we, we so this year we've opened the new tap room. We've exceeded all of our hop contracts, so where we're just looking at spot at the moment. But next next year we're doing like bigger contracts to try and keep all the hops that we need for our IPAs. Yeah. Yeah, we're going out to harvest this year to do that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 interesting, like, the... 
the difference between but i think yeah the hops the yeast are like the the biggest like difference the process um I would, to me, it's always like your palate resets and you get used to things. Sure. So I kind of stopped drinking West Coast IPAs, but now that I'm drinking this, so it's the, the LIC Beer Project. What's the name of this beer? Uh, it's called Back Back to Cali. Back Back to Cali. I, I'm like digging it. Yeah. Right? It tastes like it's summer, totally. right? Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah. We, you know, it's different yeast, um, similar hops, but it, the process of it is a bit different um, and how you're brewing it. The malt bill is a bit different. So how, 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 how do you brew like... Dan, um, I really want to get Dan on the air. Dan Acosta from LSU <laughs> I wish Beer you could Project. make it today. Yeah. You know, how, how does he approach brewing an IPA? If he, he wants to be doing sour beers and cool ships, is, is he doing a cool ship IPA? Um, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, You'd have to age the hops for a year and a stable yeah. to do that. Yeah, which we do have, uh, like, really old hops. I don't know what, I don't know what he's scheming up with those but yeah. <laughs> they smell like awful <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll pickle them I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know um yeah I don't that's great and, yeah. you, and so is, is it like a family business or are you just working for your brother yeah no so I mean I started brewing um in the beginning it was just me and him um and I actually went to Siebel Institute just like he did I did not do the master program um uh, I had some duties here uh, but then I quickly figured out that being behind uh, behind the scenes really wasn't for me. Uh, so he put me up front, and I started doing uh, tap house managing. I've done sales. I've been on the truck. I've literally done it all. <laughs> um, but now I'm just uh, the brand ambassador. So I travel a lot, speak the good word of LIC. So what, And where are you guys being sold? Are you, are you sold out of state? Tell us some of your markets that you're going to. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm traveling everywhere. I mean, um, internationally. Uh, I'm going to the West Coast at the, the end so of this what, month. Give us a few examples. Festivals, yeah, sales calls. Yeah, we've, we've been where are some places you've been? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of festivals, mainly. Um, which ones? Going to Copenhagen, which um, Mickler just did. Um, we, I'm going to San Diego for Modern Times, their Festival of Dankness. Uh, we also went to Festival of Funk in the beginning of the summer. Uh, we're going to Japan for another Mickler festival. Um, so yeah, I was just in Alaska, Anchorage, for Anchorage Brewing Festival. So yeah, we, we're, we've we been getting around, which is really great. And so when I'm coming on the LIC Brewery Trail, why should I go to LIC Beer Project? What's what's the experience like there? So the experience is, is really lovely. Dan wanted people to feel very comfortable in the tap room, and I think that he, he executed that pretty well. Um, you know, all the staff members, um, it's really big to us that our staff members are very educated about the beer, uh, especially ours, but beer in general. Um, and also customer service is huge with us. Uh, we really want people to have a good experience and we want people to feel special. Um, so I think our, our staff is incredible. Also the cool ship is really cool. Um, we're the first and only, uh, brewery in New York City to have one and it's a really cool thing to see especially um, if people come during the fall we're usually brewing in it and there's a big open window and you can see it and it's just it's a really cool unique thing that we have um, yeah. yeah you're not I good. was a big fan of them right from the beginning I've had their <laughs> sticker on my wallet for yes. ever since they opened <laughs> I want to give a shout out actually to the front of house staff for all six of the breweries here just excellent people because I, I do bop around a lot and 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 drink at all the breweries and they're just so excellent. Um, just great places to be. 
great. Now let's, let's give a shout out to Mark Hurst because Mark, I met you a few years ago. You were taking the BJCP class. Yeah, it was probably my old place. Jimmy's number forty-three. Four years ago, maybe Jimmy's where I was taking the class. So what's what's your journey in the industry? Were you were you um, were you in, were you in the industry then when you took no, the class? No, not at all. Um, so I I moved here from England five years ago. Um, all my background was in business and retail analytics. I moved over here. I was doing contracts at Victoria's Secret, Tommy Hilfiger, similar sort of stuff I used to do, all demand planning. What do you see as underwear? <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest yeah, thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I liked it. But, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, they, they were great places to work, but I was just slowly realizing that whilst I thought I was maybe fed up of London and we moved here, it's probably I was fed up of my career. So I started just... I picked up some taproom shifts uh Initially, the Baroness Bar and then Big Alice. Um, and yeah, it grew from there. I was doing taproom, then taproom's manager, operations manager, now sales and operations. Um, yeah, I'm now involved, right, a lot of us here. Doing you, and you mentioned the Baroness. So, this, this, so when I go to LIC, besides the six breweries, there's a, there's a few really good beer bars that I should check out. Where should yeah, I go? Definitely the Baroness is a great place. So we, when we moved here, we lived opposite the Baroness. So Kyle, the owner, lived in the same building as me. And I was kind of into beer before I moved here, but it was getting to know him and understanding all these new styles I'd never heard of that really got me into beer. And then I took the BJCP class, met you at Jimmy's, um, now Cicerone, and yeah. And for, and for the path of like someone wanting to get an industry, how did you find out about the BJCP class? Why did you take it? It, it was just looking something to learn more about beer. Um, I didn't work in the industry. Um, I saw it as something that may help to at least make contacts, get to know people. Um, let's say for, for bar staff around all the breweries, knowing about beer styles is a big thing. And having that experience to draw on definitely helped. Great. Yeah, and, you, yeah uh, you know, D- Dan Bronson of Single Cut said to me, I worked there for a little while. He said, you know, beer is like a knowledge-based hobby. Yeah. And there's cachet in knowing stuff. And the, the more you learn, the, well, the more I've learned, the more I've appreciated and the more fun that I've had. So th- there's a lot to learn, too. I agree with that. I think it's really cool for consumers to start seeing that, too. I think that's why it's so important uh, to have your staff really know what they're talking about because cause it educates people. You know, like we're in it. You know, we, we work in these industries. We work in the industry and, and, you know, we're submersed in it. But these consumers... Not everyone really is, you know, that fascinated with it. Um, your average consumer isn't. But it's really cool to, like, spread that, you know, because beer is interesting. It's fun, and it's so delicious. So I'm, like, 25. <laughs> I I had a, a job. I've been to school, but I want to get into working. I want to work at a brewery tap room in Long Island City. What What do you recommend I do first, Hang, other than washing cakes? Take the trail, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's go through the trail. Yeah. Where should I go first? And tell me some things I'll learn. So I want to learn about beer. I want to learn, learn how to All work. Right. I think breweries. you should start at Alewife. Um, you've got to start at either Alewife or LIC Beer Project. But at Alewife, you can get food, <laughs> which means you're going to be ready. So then, Pat, what, what am I going to learn there? What, what, what am I going to learn at Alewife Brew Pub? Well, the, the experience that you could ha- could have if you were there at the right time is you could watch Cure actually brew a beer because there's a little there's a little window similar to the one that we're sitting here in at Roberto's where you can actually just walk up and watch everything that he's doing, and he's he's accessible too. Like he'll talk to you. Um, we do have food. The food is great. It's kind of like a Irish Mexican mashup. 
And we have an awesome outdoor deck that you can hang out on. Uh, and food and food's Enjoy important food. part. And then what's next? What's the next? So one? I was I was AOI from Saturday, and you can see in the back of the brew house is a box of PG tips. Where I was like, <laughs> you can English tell tea, that's a right? British person that's running this <laughs> yeah. brew house. <laughs> and what's the next stop? Matt? Up next is Rockaway, and we should say something because uh, Ethan um, could be Rockaway. One of yeah, one of the brewers from from Rockaway was going to be here today, but they got a canning line recently. And uh, they're just super busy with the canning line today, and it t- took more time than they were um, anticipating. Uh, Rockaway feels to me, I wonder if they would agree with this, it feels to me like a surf bar. It feels to me like I'm at an ocean... So- it feels to me like I'm, I'm at Rockaway, like I'm oh. in Rockaway in Queens at a surf bar. Um, it's like super casual. They've got a big list that rotates a lot. Their staff is excellent. I, I, to me, it's like one of the, like, the, the cooler spots in Long Island City. Okay, then the next spot... Next spot would be Fifth Hammer. Um, Fifth Hammer is a big tap room. Um, hopefully, I, I, I think at Fifth Hammer, the, you should get a few short pours of sours. We usually have two or three sours on at a time. Um, I think that's a fun thing to do there. And catch me, Matt, in the tap room. You can ask for me. Hey. I like to be known. <laughs> uh, or even Chris or Mary, because we are always taking people in. If someone starts peeking in the back or they bring out their camera to take a picture or someone's like pointing out to their son, like, oh, you know what that machine does? We'll bring him back and just like give him the whole, the whole tour, you know? Great. Next up. You could double it up with Gutter, which is right next door. And they, su- right. they support a lot of our, our breweries. That's, so that's right. another great place to drink. So Gutter is the, the bowling alley beer bar? Yep. Yeah, second yep. location to the Williamsburg location. And they super support all the all the. All right, this breweries. is good. Keep going. And then you could either stop by Iconic, and before or afterwards, you could probably stop by John Brown's, too, which is right around the corner from John us. Brown Smokehouse. Potentially barbecue. the best beer uh, like lineup of any beer bar in the neighborhood. Uh, and they just opened a second location, not that a little bit closer to us, uh, yeah, Mothership. Mothership. Oh, cool. So, we're, so there's, we're there's barbecue between, like, in Long Island City. Yeah. John Brown Smokehouse and Mothership. Yeah, it's Meat good barbecue, company, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you but can hang like, out in the. So yeah. what am I going to learn at Iconic? I mean, there's like outdoor space. This is a destination. Yeah. Well, we f- recently got AC inside, so that's nice too. If you want to <laughs> hang out inside, or you can hang out outside on the. On and the do, and do you? So I know you're the, the co-founder, co-owner with Bruno. So tell it's me the jobs that actually, you that so, you do. Yeah. What's the other owner's name? So Sam is the head brewer. Sam Bosrock. Uh, Bruno Daddy. Is uh, the other owner, and uh, you know, and Bruno used to ride ride his bike around and deliver beer on his bicycle. He delivered me oh, yeah. sixstals in uh, at Oliver's in Astoria, holding a sixstal on yep. a bicycle. So, that's, that's so a I want to know what you do because there's things you do and things you definitely don't do. So for the most part, I mean, I've actually been the first full time employee at Iconic. I, I've been there full time. And it's now. Icon, like I C O. I-C-O-N-Y-C. Yeah, it's iconic spelled I-C-O-N-Y-C. So I've been there for almost three years now. I opened the first tap room in Astoria. Uh, I opened this new location. I found this new location in Long Island City. I, I opened the... I did all the... Con- I ran all the construction. And otherwise, I'm delivering kegs, um, picking up kegs, um, cleaning kegs. 
I'm helping transfer. I, I pretty much do everything. I, I used that... to ride my bike home from Fifth Hammer, and I would go by their quote unquote beer garden at the time, and it just looked like hell. Oh, I mean, yeah. there was old stumps. I feel like there was a mm. car hood poking out of the ground. Yeah, when we took the space, there was actually it looks so good now. There was a broken down limousine from the '70s in the yard, and there was. Uh, I mean, the the yard was a disaster, and it was a disaster up until like three weeks before we opened. And so when Matt came by on his bicycle, I was like, yeah, we're, we're about, you know, a couple weeks out. He was like, really? And how, how did Matt get you guys uh, signed up for the brewery trail? I mean, we... Uh, you just came around and said, let's do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been in touch um, with everybody all, all the way through construction. And, you know, we, we definitely thought we'd open sooner than we did. And we're, we're glad we finally opened. But, um, you know, everybody's been awesome. It was great. It was great, you know, opening and having everybody come by. Everybody brought beers by. And it was a so super is, cool is, experience. Long City is the last kind of industrial warehouse area in New York City that's close to Manhattan. Wow, yeah, that that Probably. might be that might be the case. I mean, I've been there. I've, I have a storage facility there. I walk, you know, Murray's Cheese has a, has their warehouse I there. Know. I've walked I've walked the streets of Long Island City, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff there, man. And you know, the the you know Queens doesn't have as much like beer bar per square mile as Brooklyn. You know, I mean, Brooklyn's such an amazing beer borough. So I feel like we, uh, for me, I've lived in Queens for 12 years now. I just celebrate the beer spots so much harder. Um, you know, I I just no. Th- th- this is exciting. I mean, yeah. r- really, for years it was like there was Big Alice, Rockaway, and um, at the time Transmitter. I yep. remember. So this is exciting news. Long Island City Brewery Trail and the last beer, Pat. Uh, this is an airwave beer called Alien Technology. It's a uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout that we made with cold brewed coffee from our neighbors at Sweet Leaf over there in LIC. I- I'm talking that's about why I brought it today because the locality. Let's make a toast to different beer styles because yeah. Uh, hell yeah, it's I, I'm glad we, we tasted. Let's recap all the beers we tasted just so we know. Matt, why don't you recap them because. This to me was my Long Island City Brewery Trail tour, Cheers. and it's third. It's a yeah, Tuesday we, at like three thirty. So. <laughs> yeah, we just did the tour right here. Uh, we had Sonic Architecture IPA from Fifth Hammer. Uh, back back to Cali from uh, LIC Beer. Nice Project. West Coast IPA. Alien Technology from Alewife. Brunch Crusher from Iconic uh, from uh, from Big yes. Alice. And what's the cucumber saison called? Cucumber saison. Cucumber saison. <laughs> we want people to know what they're drinking. <laughs> and you showing off, Kate? We have one more that we didn't drink yet. Right. Well, let's drink that. What is that one? Uh, it's one of our kettle sours. Um, it's um, a peach and vanilla sour ale. It's really nice. Wow. Oh, by the way, we, we should continue the we should continue That's the good. tour. Up next after Very iconic good. is going to be Big Alice. So what do we learn there? Yeah, so so Big Alice, you're going to get a, a great intimate experience where one of the smaller, if not the smallest, tap room in the area. Uh, you can be sat amongst the fermenters. Uh, we've got great uh, bar staff there, especially at really, the weekends. The, you'll sit sit within. Yeah, you you you're right. You're right in the brewery when you're there. So we have yeah very limited space. If you go to Brooklyn it's very different. We have a lot more space there but at industry city. Yeah. Okay. The um yeah the new, the original space is compact. We I'm always amazed at how many people we fit in there. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's crazy. So, th- so think so like 2 th- hours I can make the whole trip, Matt? Totally. It's a 2 hour walk. It's a 2 mile walk. So as long as you want to as as many drinks as you want to have and as long as it takes you to walk 2 miles. And what do I get at the end? 
So this nice card, I want to, this is the, the reward is take the Long Island City Brewery Trail now. This should be your whole fall plan. You can do this like 10 times. Please, I, I really want all the listeners to come to Long Island City and hit all six of them. You could do, if you're not like a huge drinker, come and do half of it. Do another half uh, a month later. Uh, doesn't There's no time restriction on the card. But if I get the card stamped, what's my prize at the end? To get this uh, sweet taster glass. Branded with LIC so Brewery I can trail. do this in any order. That's right. And then I get the glass on the spot. You get the I glass on the spot. I don't have to wait mail away or something. You're not entered to win a raffle. You're not. I don't have to join Amazon Prime to get the <laughs> damn prize, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not joining Lyft in order to receive a prize. It's uh, very, very simple. This is very cool. I, I love this. This is in the spirit of good Brazil bars and, you know, real hospitality and customer service. And great job, guys. Toast to all of you. Um, anyone want to last question or or... Final statement, anybody? I, I, I want to take a chance to thank Matt for organizing this. Like you said, we're all very yeah, busy. You, and he's he's gone the extra mile to get this done and really push it through. So Heck yeah. we're all very thankful for that. Matt, one, Mark, one day I want you to read the Declaration of Independence <laughs> on air. <laughs> that would be another show. What a voice. I was saying the same thing before. He's got a voice made for radio. I'll see you, Jim. <laughs> And yeah. Matt's, well, Matt's yeah, really, TV star. Real. And last one, we had another guest in the room, another industry guy. Introduce yourself, Andres, because uh, you've been... In- I'm Andres Pacheco. I'm just back here in the corner. Where do you work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, at Snowdonia on 35th Avenue, 32nd Street in and Queens. What is that place? Uh, it's the only Welsh kitchen in New York. So it's in Queens mm-hmm. yeah. also. Okay. We're actually we're pouring uh, one of the Rockaways, uh, the Rockaway ESB right now, and it, it just flies. And are you a chef too? I do a little bit of everything down there. And you have a little Basque influence in you. I'm afraid so. Yeah, so this is quite... <laughs> Long Island City, this this is the place. I have to say, like I said, um, there's a lot of talk about development, but it is developing, and it's good for businesses. There's a lot of there's a lot of new buildings, a lot of new residents. And only 10 years ago, I don't think I'd ever been to Long Island City other than for the, the PS1, mm-hmm. the, the MoMA oh, Museum. Yeah, sure. So you get, there's a lot of interesting things going on there. One more highlight... I got one last thing. I don't know if anybody's going to be up in Troy this weekend for Troy Beer Beer oh, Week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be DJing DJ Dirty Santa. Yeah. Sloop, yeah. sloop on a boat. <laughs> sloop on a yeah. sloop. Yeah, I'm doing a sloop on a boat. I'll, I'll be up. I'll be up top, God, spinning records, vinyl only. Yeah. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. do it. And then by the time we air this, it, it probably will happen. But keep keep up with uh, at DJ Dirty Santa on Instagram. That's Pat. But Pat, you know you, you're a you you are a huge. Let's give a shout out to Pat. Huge um, to me figure in New York City craft beer. Yeah, you work. I, I at, did have one more thing to mention. Sorry to cut you <laughs> off. No. But on Friday night up in Troy at the Rock, you may remember the epic party that we did at the Gate. So Dave um, from The Rock is going to emulate the party that we so did. So the, the OG, OG craft beer guys. The OG craft beer party, but with all the bars from up in the Albany, Troy area. Cool. So if you're in town, please come by. Rare the Form Brewery. Yeah. The Rock. Rare Form, um, Thin Man. But you, you look him up. Pat, Pat Fondler, um, DJ Dirty Santa, Alewife Brewing. One of our great beer guys. The Gate for many years, another great beer bar in Brooklyn. But hey, this Long Island City, you guys did a great job. Thank you so much for joining me here. One more time, everybody say their name and brewery, and let's go around the room. It's Matt Archambault from Fifth Hammer Brewing Company. Archambault, that's it. (laughs) It's Caitlin Acosta from LAC Beer Project. Pat Fondiller, Alewife Brewing Company. DJ Dirty Santa. (laughs) 
Mark Hurst, Big Alice Brewing Company. Sells underwear on the side. <laughs> Laszlo Fedor from Iconic Brewing Company. You guys are great. And Ethan from Rockaway couldn't make it, but we talked about you. So the LIC Brewery Trail, thanks so much for, for putting this together, Matt. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Great. Uh, shout out to our crew, producer Justin Kennedy, assistant producer Aaliyah Papes, engineer Matt Patterson. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.